Jill Rutter, former civil servant. This about the mechanics here. Is Dominic Raab now effectively prime minister for the time being? Um, effectively, yes. Um, uh, the prime, but he's prime minister because the uh, because he's acting prime minister or deputy prime minister or whatever you like to call it or caretaker prime minister. We don't actually have a formal formal term for any of those things. But he's there because the prime minister basically said, if I'm incapacitated then it's you, Dominic, that I am choosing to chair the cabinet, chair the COVID meetings and fill in for me while I can't be there. So he's sort of got that lent authority from the Prime Minister. We don't have a sort of formal position uh, in the UK. And even actually when we've had Deputy Prime Ministers, they might not have been the people to step in if the Prime Minister was incapacitated. If something happened to David Cameron, we probably wouldn't have expected the government to have been led then by Nick Clegg, who was formerly Deputy Prime Minister. It would be much more likely there would have been William Hague or George Osborne as one of the really senior cabinet ministers. I see. Yeah, that's a very good point. So, in other words, Dominic Raab is there only by virtue of the fact that he's doing what Boris Johnson would want him to do. Yeah, the Prime Minister has said, you know, it's still cabinet government. I mean, we don't have a presidential system, so it's not like the US. The Prime Minister said, if I'm not around, then... Dominic, you know, you're going to take over uh, while I can't be there. Uh, and that's exactly what is happening. And the prime ministers do that. Remember, when prime ministers go on holiday, they uh, they nominate somebody who is a sort of, you know, sitting there or somebody deputised for them at prime minister's questions if they're uh, at an international summit or something like that. I think what's very different now is that in those circumstances, Normally, the Prime Minister might be on holiday, but they have an office set up where they're on holiday. So if there's anything difficult that comes up, then the person who's in charge in London can refer it up to the Prime Minister. That's clearly very different when you have a Prime Minister who is as ill as Boris Johnson seems to be and who's in intensive care, where there's no real capacity to refer anything back to the Prime Minister. So, uh, But I think, you know, as people have been saying... The difference is Dominic Raab doesn't have any of the Prime Minister's political authority. So he doesn't have the authority from having been elected leader of the Conservatives or winning that big election victory. So he will need to make very sure that he is very much a sort of chairman of the committee and taking the rest of the cabinet with him. And if, if for any reason Boris Johnson were not able to return to his job, would that then mean that Dominic Raab then just becomes Prime Minister permanently? Well, the key thing about being Prime Minister is you have to be the person who commands the confidence of the House. And first of all, you have to start off by commanding the confidence of your colleagues uh, in the parliamentary party. So if Boris Johnson, for some reason, was never going to be able to become, you know, come back as Prime Minister, then you would have a vacancy for leader of the Conservative Party and Prime Minister. You'd have somebody who would be acting Prime Minister uh, while the Prime Minister wasn't there. But then the question would be how quickly could we move through those processes of choosing a new leader and a new Prime Minister. Remember from last year that Conservative Party leadership contests can last an inordinately long time. Uh, that's not necessarily the best thing to happen when you're in the middle of a crisis. So it's always possible that the cabinet and senior senior parliamentary figures, you know, the 1922 committee of backbenchers would come together and say, at least for the duration of the crisis, we're going to say that, you know, it might be Dominic Raab, it might be one of the other 
prominent figures in the cabinet, or it might be somebody you know from outside. But say, you know, this is a person we're going to install without a contest, and then perhaps when things normalise, then we would go back to that. I think they would talk a bit last year. Uh, when it looked as though Theresa May might uh, might step back, that perhaps someone like David Liddington, who everybody talked about as de facto Deputy Prime Minister, uh, the uh, the Minister in the Cabinet Office, person doing sort of Michael Gove's job now, would have been a sort of natural person to take over. But it's quite interesting what Andrew Jimson said. Uh, the sort of person, you know, politicians can agree might do that sort of interim job is usually one who they don't see uh, as a candidate for the role long term. Because, you know, they may be required to put their personal ambitions aside for a little bit. Thank you very much indeed. 